Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Manual Podcast. My name is Abby Chow. I'm a marriage and family therapist, an ADHD certified clinical services provider, and a proud ADHDer. This is a podcast for people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and those who love us, which covers pretty much everybody. Growing up with a colorful brain in a black and white world can make us feel like aliens. The manual we were given to guide us through life doesn't have any diagrams of the parts we have. I've decided to stop throwing away my parts and start throwing away this useless manual to write my own. So kick off your shoes, have a seat, and take a break from fitting yourself into a mold that's not your shape. You belong here. Allies, welcome to the ADHD planet. ADHDers, welcome home. Hello everyone, it's Abby. It's me. It's back again. Um, yeah. Hi. Um, just got back from a nice vacation in the wilderness, um, which was really great. Uh, spent a lot of time outside, um, looking at birds, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, yeah, so it was just really great. I mean, like, we know that exercise is super important for ADHD, right? But, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really tough to make that interesting on a regular basis. So <laughs> it was good to get a little change of scenery, be able to, you know, get some natural exercise um, that I wanted to do. So it was great. Um, and, yeah, I'm back, and uh, it is late. <laughs> um, currently recording this at close to midnight. <laughs> so it is almost Thursday, which is today, the day the episode comes out. Um, so I'm going to try my very best to keep this fast, uh, and I'm not going to edit it because <laughs> I just can't, y'all. I can't be pulling all-nighters anymore. I am too old. My body is like, you are not in college anymore. Please stop doing this to me. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be rough and raw, and, uh, but I'm going to try to keep it quick also, which is a challenge in and of itself, as we all know. So, it's always tough to cut myself off because, like, I feel like a lot of the topics I cover, like, there's just so much I want to say, you know? But, like, there's only so much I could talk about it at any given time. And there's also so much, there's only so much, like, people can listen to <laughs> at, at, uh, at a time. So, um, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, not feel finished and still walk away. You know what I mean? You know, it's, uh something I have to tell myself all the time. Like, it's okay to, like, put a pause in that and not say everything, um, and come back to it later. Like, that's fine. <laughs> um, but as I'm sure you're familiar with, my brain is like all or nothing. So that's where I'm at, but I'm going to try to keep it quick. So just be aware that there may be things that I leave out. And, um, so if there are, let me know. And, uh, we can keep the, the convo going. Okay. So today I would love to talk about, uh, teenagers and ADHD. Um, 
adolescents are very, very close and dear to my heart. It's a population I love working with. Um, I just, I just really adore them and, um, it's always very fun. And I think there's a lot about working with teenagers that's very appealing to me as an ADHD person. It's like very, um, you know, they, they tend to be very, uh, withholding (laughs) and like, they don't, uh, they don't jive with just anybody, you know, and like, they're very discerning and, um, you know, very, uh, typically, you know, often when I have clients that, you know, will roll their eyes at me or (laughs) tell me that they're bored or tell me that they, you know, don't want to be there. They're usually teenagers. (laughs) So, and I love that. I love that kind of all all up front, um, no, no, like, you know, tiptoeing around stuff and not pretending to like me. Um, so anyway, so it's a population I really love. And I, uh, my first experience with therapy was as a teenager. So, um, and I had a very rocky adolescence. So it's definitely, uh, I have a very soft spot for teens Um, and I had, um, I got a couple questions from, um, I don't know, fans? Am I allowed to call people fans now? Like, do I have enough people? Is there like a, like a, a, a reader or listener, like, limit to be able to say you have fans? I don't know. Um, please, uh please fill me in. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so I had a couple emails from, um, from some people and one of them was from, uh, it was about a year ago I got and I, and I answered already and, um, and then I asked if I could share the question. Um, and, uh, that was from a parent, um, of a teen girl who was recently diagnosed with ADHD. And then I got another question, um, just a couple months ago from, um, a 16 year old, um, asking for, uh, some help. So, um, I thought what, what a cool, uh, opportunity to be able to see both sides. Um, because, uh, you know, I think, Obviously, I have to give any kind of like parenting advice or feedback with several grains of salt as um, I am not a parent. Um, and uh, but I was a teenager. Uh, <laughs> there's like there's a scene in the office <laughs> where like Andy is uh, is like talking to Pam, who's in labor. And he goes like, Pam, like word of advice as a former baby. <laughs> and I think about that all the time when I like give um, any kind of uh, feedback to parents. <laughs> uh, well, as a former baby, I can tell you. Um, I mean, that's mostly a joke. I also took several classes in child development <laughs> and therapy. So, I mean, but whatever. Um, what was I talking about? Basically, I thought it was really cool to get kind of both, uh, both perspectives and be able to tackle this kind of 
um, ADHD and adolescence uh, question from multiple angles. So I thought that was really cool. So why don't we start with, um, I'm going to start with addressing the question from a teenager. Um, and I'm going to give some, some words for teens first, um, and then I'll get to those parents after. <laughs> so uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any teen listeners. Maybe this person who emailed me listened. Um, but, but yeah, so, (laughs) uh, if you are a teenager and you're listening, the first part is for you and then feel free to tune out. I know you have very busy lives. Um, I think it's preposterous how much we just, um, continue to put on, on, uh, high schoolers plates, honestly. Um, and, uh, and yeah, maybe you have better things to do. Maybe you have like texts to respond to, or like, uh, I don't know, Fortnite. Do teens play Fortnite? God, I feel so old. So, um, I'm going to get to you first. And then the second half will be for parents, but, um, and you're welcome to, to stay and listen to that as well, but, uh, don't feel like you have. So first, let me read this email that I got, um, from someone named, uh, Zoe. So Zoe says, I'm 16 years old and I'm not officially diagnosed with ADHD, but my mother has a neuroscience degree and has a lot of experience working with kids in, with ADHD and autism, and she and I are both nearly positive I have it. I'm sending this email with a question, and if you want to use it on the podcast, that's okay with me, but if you don't, that's great as well. Basically, I've been struggling with symptoms of ADHD my whole life. I've been trying to use some strategies to help out at home, i.e. caffeine, accommodations around the house, and using a planner, or trying to at least, but I'm still not happy with the way I struggle to get through crucial daily tasks, and my symptoms continue to hinder me day to day. We've applied for an appointment with a psychiatrist at our local university to try and pursue a diagnosis and treatment, but they have a three to six month wait to even book an appointment. I'm glad they're in high demand because they're some of the best in the country, but it's still pretty frustrating as I'm really struggling and was hoping to try to get treatment far sooner. I was wondering if you had any advice on how to cope, how to help cope with my symptoms until then. Um, First off, thank you so much, Zoe, for writing in. And um, number one, that I want to say is that you are doing so great. Um, amazing. Honestly, like I don't think at 16, I would have even (laughs) been able to wrap my head around, like reaching out, um, like this, uh, for help. You know, I think I was, uh, I had a lot of like, uh, you know, defeatist attitudes. And, um, I really shrunk into myself a lot and, um, also everything felt pretty terrifying to me. So (laughs) the fact that you are emailing and you are like, man, I'm blown away by your self-awareness, your initiative, um, your motivation and just how resourceful you are. That's incredible. Um, I mean, my first piece of advice for anyone, like, who, uh, has just been diagnosed or suspects they have ADHD, my first thing is always just to learn, learn more, you know, learn more about yourself, learn more about ADHD, um, you know, connect with others, kind of do an inventory of what your ADHD looks like and everything like that. And, uh, you're already doing that. (laughs) Amazing. Um, so you are, like, leaps and bounds ahead, um, 
So I hope that you, uh, that you know that, that you are already, um, just knocking it out of the park. Um, so number two, uh, psychiatry is great. And it sounds like you're already, you know, heading down that path and you, uh, you're pursuing that and, um, that you feel good about that decision, which is wonderful. Um, if you don't already, I would definitely recommend, um, looking into some therapy or coaching as well. Um, you know, while you're waiting and also like alongside psychiatry, um, sounds like maybe it's like a, a program at a university of some sort. So, um, they might have, you know, some kind of treatment options, but I think that, um, you know, finding other, other professionals who, um, who are good at this kind of thing would really be beneficial. Um, I think they can really serve as great advocates. Um, they can, um, therapists at least can diagnose, um, if that's, uh, something that you're interested in, um, it, versus like a, a psychiatry evaluation, which would be for medication. Um, but so yeah, they can be advocates. They can hook you up with other resources. They can kind of, um, you know, help you unpack a lot of the diagnosis process period, which can be very emotionally taxing, you know, depending on what kind of evaluation they do, it can take a lot of time. It can, and it can, um, unearth a ton of stuff that, um, can, it can be helpful to have a team to, uh, to help support you through that. So, uh, if you don't already, I would really recommend looking into a therapist or coach. Um, sometimes, uh, well, first about coaching. So a lot of times that uh, insurance doesn't usually cover coaches. I don't know if that's a, a barrier for you or even actually what country you're in. Um, but at least in the U.S., I think typically coaches are not covered by insurance. But um, they uh, there are some coaches that are also licensed as therapists. Um, and so they might be able to bill insurance. So that might just be something to look into. Um, also... Sometimes, again, in the U.S., insurance or uh, the school system even will um, provide or help connect um, students with occupational therapy, um, which could really help. Uh, I think um, it's I'm, I'm not super familiar with um, occupational therapy and the, the process for finding one and, um, you know, the insurance overlap and that kind of thing, but I know that, um, OT can help a lot with skills and, um, accommodations for things like sensory overwhelm and, um, activities of daily living. Um, so that might be something to, to look into. Um, overall, there are just thousands of skills and tools and planners and technology out there but ultimately, what's going to make the biggest difference is building a team. Um, so people who will meet you where you're at, help you find things that work and navigate the inevitable roadblocks. I find that that's um, really, really important for people with ADHD. I think we, um, you know, we can uh, start uh, uh, skills or, or uh, you know, kind of try new things and, and that 
um, sometimes comes very naturally to us, but it's uh, sometimes hard for us to, like, move past um, the obstacles we run into along the way with what we're, whatever we're trying, right, and kind of accommodate that um, and switch our path. Sometimes that can be difficult to kind of, like, switch gears. Um, so I find it that a team of people um, to help you, uh, you know, to kind of help you just figure out everything outside of actually using the skills. I think that's really good. And also just a team of people to remind you that you're awesome. You know, um, that's super important. We don't, uh, we don't hear that. (laughs) We don't hear that a lot. Um, a lot of, of affirmation, um, about how great we are and what we're good at. Um, so it sounds like your mom is already a part of that team. So that's wonderful. Um, and you know, it sounds like that she has a lot of knowledge, um, in the neuroscience area as well. So, um, so in that sense, like, uh, I almost wonder, like, okay, let me back up. So number three, um, is sort of related and I have a story (laughs) or several actually. Right. Um, and And it's that I have many memories from adolescence of not doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, cleaning, homework, getting ready to go somewhere. Um, And when my parents would catch me getting distracted, they'd say like, why aren't you doing X? I told you to do it hours ago. And so I would get up and I'd go and I'd pretend like I was starting, but really I would just hide. (laughs) Um, Because I couldn't answer them. You know, I, I didn't know why I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. What I wanted to say was, I don't know how, (laughs) or I know how, but I can't do it, or I can't figure out where to start. And at the time, I felt like that wasn't something I could say. You know, I felt like, how do you tell your parents I'm 16 years old, but I don't know how to clean my room? Um, And I didn't know what was going on inside of me, and I didn't know I was allowed to ask for extra help. Um, but you do, you know, what's going on, you know, that everyday tasks feel like a struggle and you and your mom have a good guess as to why, you know, so ultimately my, um, more than, I think before anything else, before any kind of like, you know, book or, or tactic I could point you to is just use that, you know, use that um, that awareness. Um, and that's something that I really wish I had, um, at your age more than any book or skill. Um, I mean, cause books and skills you can pick up at any time, you know, like whether you pick up a skill now or in 10 years, like it's, you'll be fine. You can learn it. You can learn skills, but this is like a fundamental acceptance and self-compassion that's essential to any healthy long-term treatment of ADHD. You know, I think it kind of really supersedes a lot of the, um, you know, the how to get organized workbooks, right? We, we just need more time, you know, like we, we need to be walked through loading the laundry multiple times. We need a body double when we're cleaning our room to keep us grounded in the present and to help us talk through the thousands of decisions involved in clearing clutter. Um, you know, we need someone there with us to help us through that. We need more support and that's okay. You know, it's, it's also okay to ask for support on our terms, 
right? Um, especially as like an adolescent, you're learning independence and it, it can feel really uh, conflicting to be, um, to have like one of the core developmental milestones and tasks of adolescence is kind of, you know, branching out on your own and doing things on your own and keeping things from your parents, you know, like that's like, that's your job right now. You know, your job is to separate. And so it can feel really conflicting to have that drive and also really need more support, right? And sometimes it's hard for both parents and teens to navigate that conflict. Um, So I think with that in mind, like you're not a child anymore, right? So I think it's okay to, um, you know, to be specific and, you know, to, to say, I need help with this, but not with that, you know? don't treat me like a baby who can't, like, treat me like a young adult who can with totally justified accommodations, you know? Like, uh, I think there's, there can be a lot of parallel between, like, asking for accommodations at work and, um, and at home, you know? Like, we don't, um, at work we don't, like, ask, ask people to do our jobs for us, right? Like, we don't, we don't ask, like, we don't say, I'm not capable of doing this job, and so I need you to do these parts for me. That's not the point of accommodations. The point of accommodations is to give you um, kind of some some supports to, to make you most successful, and that helps everybody, right? That helps, like, um, you're already good at your job, and these will make you better. So, I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it, too, you know, to um, to see that as, you know just needing, needing some more, um, backup. Um, and that's okay. You know, it doesn't make you less of a young adult. It doesn't make you, um, less independent. You know, I think, um, I think sometimes it can, it can feel really discouraging. Um, and it can feel like you're not, um, you know, you're not growing as much as you should be or whatever, but you're doing great. And it's, there's nothing wrong with you to need, um, you know, to, to need more, you know, or need something different. It's okay. Um, it's okay to say like, uh, respect my limits and don't push me past them. Um, and in the sense of that, like maybe, um, maybe it would be a, a good idea to like, not think of this time, like adolescence as like a time to find skills for executive dysfunction. Like maybe don't, think of this time in your life as, as your time for learning new skills. Um, but maybe, maybe think of this more as like a period in your life where you can, where this is your time to figure out what you even need the skills for, you know, that's a skill in and of itself, you know, to, uh, to be able to identify where, where your weak spots are, you know, where are the, the things, what are the things you can do with help? What are the things that, um, you can let go? Um, and what are the things that you really thrive at and how can you boost that more? You know, Zoe, I can state with absolute confidence that you are tenacious, you're determined, you're bright, and you're very capable. I know that just, just with how, um, how you spoke for yourself and you advocated for yourself and you, you saw this, um, you know, this resource, you know, you found this, um, 
my website or podcast or whatever, like you found this, you found this and you're reaching out. That's incredible. And that is a skill that many adults don't know, like, or don't use. Right. So, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry so much that you're not going to find the right skills for like cleaning and homework. Um, I would worry that when the right skills come along later, you're not going to recognize when and how to use them. And I don't say that to give you something to worry about. <laughs> I just mean that like, don't try to take less pressure off yourself of like gathering all these like, you know, um, you know, tools, right? Um, maybe try to take some pressure off of that and spend time like, you know, just getting to know your own limits, your own abilities, your own, um, uh, yeah, assets and weaknesses, you know, time spent tuning into yourself and also building a team of people who make you feel better is time very well spent. And that's going to help you later. You know, we can, we can forget skills. We can, um, our lives can change so that those skills don't help us anymore. But this, this basis of like, um, figuring out who you are and what you can do and what you can do with help and how to identify what you need and how to ask for it, that is something that um, will will last your lifetime. So I hope that made sense. Like I said, it's midnight. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is you're doing great. And um, I hope that you can get into your psych appointment very soon. Um, and in the meantime, I, I hope that um, you can find more of a support network uh, to to boost you up. And, uh, you know, it's okay to say, like, uh, you know what? I just can't, uh, I can't do my math homework on my own. <laughs> I need you to sit here with me or I need you to talk it out or, um, you know, that's okay to ask for. And it doesn't make you less, um, less capable and... Um, you know, it, it, if anything, it speaks to your um, your ability to use your resources wisely, which is incredible and a big skill. So, um, just some overall like books that I have heard for uh, for teens with ADHD. Um, I have not read either of them, so I can't uh, speak personally to how they are, but. Um, I have seen them recommended and reviewed. And one of them is The Girl's Guide to ADHD by Beth Walker, um, which uh, I've heard good things about. And then there's another book I found called ADHD in HD, uh, Brains Gone Wild by Jonathan Chesner. And so both of those are written for um, teens. There's tons and tons of books about, um, about you know, written for parents. <laughs> um, so this... Uh, these are the couple that I found that were uh, not for parents or adults. So it might be cool to check out. If you do read them um, and have thoughts on them, I would love to hear about them so I can know whether to keep recommending them or uh, stop. <laughs> um, another thing that might be helpful is some Facebook groups. Um, 
I think, especially now, you know, pandemic land where everything is very virtual, I have found a lot of value in connecting with others on, on, uh, on Facebook groups. There's one for pretty much everything. Sometimes it's hard to find specifically, I, I did a search for like ADHD for teens, um, and it was, it was kind of hard to find. I mean, there are a couple of small ones and, um, might be cool to check out, but, uh, yeah, ultimately overall, I have seen lots of teens in the ADHD groups I'm already in. So, um, one of them is like ADHD for smart ass women. Um, that's a Facebook group that I have seen, um, teens pop up in. Um, and it's very, very big. So, um, uh, again, you know, it's, it's meant for adults. So, I mean, um, you know, take that for what you will, but, uh, attitude also has a, a group. Um, and I think it is also adults, but, um, you're right on that cusp. So I'm sorry. I don't have like more teen specific Facebook groups. I really wish I did. Um, Chad might also be, um, you know, a place to search for groups. I know they have some groups. I don't know specifically like what, who they're for and, um, you know, where, how they're, they're meeting nowadays, if it's virtual or not. So just some kind of like places just to jump off of. Um, and then you could even, uh, you know, you can always ask in these groups specifically for other, other teens with ADHD. I think that'd be really cool. Um, if you don't know them already, I mean, you might, I, I bet that, you know, um, a handful <laughs> of other teens with ADHD already. Um, so I think connecting with others, um, and just building up your, your cheerleaders is a, is a great thing that you could be doing right now, but ultimately you're doing, um, just wonderful. And, uh, I was really, really honored to, um, to have heard from you. I think it's, uh, it's just really beautiful to hear how other, other people, and especially other young people are, um, are, are living, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I really value your, your message. And, um, I hope that <laughs> you could extract a little bit of useless stuff from there, but, um, yeah. Okay, so it's already been a half hour. I can't stop talking. So what I decided to do <laughs> is uh, is keep talking, <laughs> but uh, then I figured I'm actually just going to break this episode up into two. So um, parents, if you have stuck it out thinking that you're going to get a shout out at the end, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to trick you, um, but hey... <laughs> Um, whoops. So please come back, uh, for the next episode, um, coming out in a couple weeks when, um, I will answer a question from a parent wondering how to support, um, their teen with ADHD. Um, so I think we have all heard enough of my voice for, uh, for one night. So I'm going to sign off. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will try to put some, uh, some info in the show notes with some of those, uh, maybe the, the book names. Um, and 
yeah, take care, everyone. Um, keep it up. You're, uh, you're all amazing. And, um, if I could give you all a a hug, um, I would. (laughs) So, all right. Love y'all. Have a, have a great, uh, end of your April. That's all for this episode, but there is plenty more at my website, theadhdmanual.com. That's T-H-E-A-D-H-D-M-A-N-U-A-L.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit at The ADHD Manual. Do you have a question, comment, or story? Then I want to hear it. Email me at theadhdmanual at gmail.com. Very special thank you to my brother, Joe Miner, for composing this theme music, and thank you so much for listening. And remember to be kind to yourself. See you next time.